Hello, and welcome to the Future Christian Podcast, your source for insights and ideas into what it means to live as a follower of Jesus in the 21st century. At the Future Christian Podcast, we talk to pastors, authors, and other faith leaders for helpful advice and practical wisdom to help you and your community of faith walk boldly into the future. Here's your host, Lauren Richmond Jr. Hey, and thanks for listening into the Future Christian Podcast. My name is Lauren Richmond Jr., and I'm pleased to be joined by pastor, author, activist, Reverend Dr. DeLeslin Kennebrew. Hello. Greetings. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. Uh, DeLeslin has been super patient with us today, uh, technological difficulties. So thank you so much for your patience and for sticking around to get this done. No problem. We we have at look these days we have all experienced some kind of technical difficulty, so we good. <laughs> hey man, wow. Well, I don't really know you, but I know of you from your work as the regional minister in Kansas City region for the Christian Church Disciples of Christ for New and Transforming Churches. Yes. And yes. I want to ask. Uh, well, we'll save that for later, actually. Okay. Uh, tell us about yourself, if you would, and however much of your story you'd like to share, and then kind of um, your journey of your journey of faith, if you would. Sure. Um, again, thank you so much for having me, Pastor. Um, I am honored to share this time with you and to share a little bit of my story. Um, so I <laughs> I grew up in a Christian home in the South. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in a very conservative um, denomination. Um, we had weekly family prayer, which was also allowance night. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. um, but I was one of those babies who, who literally has been going to church since I was in my mother's womb. Um, and when I say going to church, I mean, of course, all the youth groups, the choir, church plays. I was teaching Sunday school as a high school student. Um, I was going to business meetings as a child. Oh yeah. And my parents were asking me, so what did you learn? What did you see? What did you hear? Um, So yeah, so I've been, I literally have been in in church my, my whole life Um, and um, was baptized as a child. um, And later um, acknowledged or felt or sensed that I might be called to preach, but I also grew up in a church that did not acknowledge women as ministers. Mm. Um, and so um, kind of suppressed that. I was doing a lot of speaking growing up, though, like okay. all through high school, speaking at youth programs, youth church day programs and things like that. But um, And it crossed my mind, but mm-hmm. there was no one I could really talk to about that because yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there, I didn't even meet my first female clergy person and develop a relationship until I was probably like in college. Wow. And, um, and that really, really, really changed, um, my life, I can say. Um, and, and so long story made short, um, I did, um, acknowledge my call to ministry after undergrad, after law school, then went to seminary. 
And um, yeah, and, and and that was definitely a challenging time because it was me breaking away from the norm, breaking mm-hmm. away from tradition, breaking away from my family, mm-hmm. breaking away from the church that I had grown, that I knew and had grown to love uh, my whole life. And so um, I can say these many years later, um, um, there has definitely been a better embracing <laughs> within yeah. my family um, and support. Um, so I am grateful for that. Now that denomination still is where they are, but yeah. I'm not there no more. So you know, we praise yeah. God. <laughs> and um, but yeah, and so I was had various opportunities to serve some really great churches um, through my ministry career. I've been in full time ministry since 2006 now mm-hmm. and um have loved it have loved every minute of it even even with the challenges um and so and never thought i would have the opportunity so every day that i get an opportunity to just to know that i'm in in, in full-time ministry and serving the kingdom i am i am so very grateful that's great i'm i'm humbled uh to think about like you know when i was a kid I grew up in church like you mm-hmm. and a conservative church, no less, but it wasn't something, you know, I just have to be aware of my own station and privilege. Yeah. Like as a male, that, that was yeah. never something that I had to like set aside. Right. Um, so right. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I um, gave a talk one time about uh, my journey and, um, Within that talk, I talk, I, I say how you grow up, you know, being told and memorizing scripture. I grew up memorizing scripture saying I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Greater mm-hmm. is he who is in you than he that is in the world. You, you, in Christ, there is no Jew, no Greek, no male, no female. Um, but in reality, <laughs> those <laughs> barriers were clearly there. Yeah. Um, but some kind of way like I really did believe God like I really did believe wait a second no this this has to be true you told me this was true you know what I'm saying and um so yeah so that um was definitely a part of my journey yeah so I think I can only just be kind of in awe of your faith and and folks like you who have grown up in church and dealt with um such limitations and to just stay faithful to that call that you believed God was calling you to. Yeah, I, um, it was definitely a a leap of faith (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because um, it was, it was painful to, to, to know deep down that God was calling me to serve and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, you mm-hmm. know, to all people and still be rejected by yeah. family, be rejected by friends, be rejected yeah. by the church that I grew up in because of of my gender. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, they, those were some very, very painful years. Um, and I won't get into everything, yeah. but yeah. I am grateful that the word is true that 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 the 
that your gifts will make room. Mm. And I have seen that. I have seen that throughout my my professional ministry career. Like your gifts will make room. You know, I don't, you don't have to manipulate. You don't have to, you know, do any backhanded deals. If you just be faithful and walk um, in the holiness and the wholeness that God gives us, um, then God will open those doors in due season. And that has been my experience. What a, what a word to share right there. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I think that you know, I have a very different experience than you, but I think even in my situation, in my life context, it's that question of, you know, when God, and mm. I mm. hear from you this kind of importance of being faithful yes. uh, to what, wow, we're not even into it, folks, and she's dropping some truth right now. So <laughs> let's go into, I want to ask you if I can uh, okay. about some spiritual practices you've developed or you'd recommend to others? Yeah. So I will say my number one is definitely prayer. I have a very, very active prayer life. Um, and um, I don't know how you live and move and breathe and have your being without prayer. Um and now for me, and I and I, I say that in all forms of prayer, you know, mm-hmm. short breath prayers, you know, prayers where I'm just like literally crying out to God mm-hmm. with tears coming down my face, prayers where I am joyful, prayers where I am silent because I don't have the words to express. Um, and even writing, I'm a writer. And so okay. yeah. I, um, I, I have kept journals for decades now. And so um, my prayer life is definitely chronicled in my, in my journals. Um, so I call my, in my, my writing and my journals, it's not just a diary. Oh, this happened today, this happened today, but it really is like that deep reflection. How do I feel about this? What am I thinking? God, how are you leading? Mm -hmm. You know, God, this is frustrating. Um, I don't understand this. When you going to make a way, God, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so I call my journals, my never ending prayer to God. So I never say amen to my journals. I never say amen. I've been journaling for about 12 years and I'm, I'm excited. I'm almost done with my journal book that I got, you know, 12 years ago and ready to start a new one. Oh, wow. I, so I can't tell you how many I've gone through in 12 years. Yeah. I'm more of a kind of sporadic, you know, a few times a, yeah. week, a, few times a month kind of thing. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's yeah. great. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. Well, no problem. Let's talk kind of about your, I mean, you have a lot, you do a lot. I mean, I was looking at doing some research for this and figuring out what to talk to you about. I had to kind of narrow it down the lesson you've done so much. And uh, I hope we can get for our listeners just a sense of kind of who you are and in the many ways that God has uh, blessed you to be a blessing to others. Hmm. But I I was doing some looking at your, your spirited concepts consulting and as I understand it, it's a ministry to help women in leadership. 
Yeah, so um, actually that is still developing. It has evolved wow. from when I first, um, I guess, launched it. Um, oh, it's been over 10 years ago now. So it has evolved um, and been, it has been active and dormant, active and dormant mm-hmm. <laughs> um, through the years as I am changing and shifting. Um, I believe spirited concepts, my consulting um, business is also changing and shifting. But yes, one of the things that um, I really do enjoy focusing on is leadership and wanting um, all leaders, of course, of the church, Mm -hmm. but particularly women um, to lead well. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so um, yeah, so th- so that has definitely been a highlight. One of the things that I I've done through that network um, is I developed what I call woven women operating victoriously through environment and networking. Mm-hmm. And through that, we would meet in different cities and um, like a quarterly meeting for lunch or dinner and just just network and talk about you know what's happening in our own businesses our own dreams space and um, and then I would just give like an inspirational word um, mm-hmm. and so so that is just one example of something that I've done um, in that in that particular vein. Awesome. Now there was a there was a line a quote from your website that I kind of drew my attention. You talked about drawing from your own source of personal inspiration or to your readers or to your folks you're mm-hmm. consulting. Tell me more about that if you would. Yeah. Um, I don't think we are all inspired by the same person, place, or thing. And mm-hmm. I don't think that we have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that there are some people who are inspired by great speakers and mm-hmm. some people are inspired by their grandmother that no one will ever know. Yeah. Um, some people are inspired by the beauty that we see in the flowers and natures and other are inspired by the variety of animals that you see at the zoo. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so that's what I mean. Draw from that because that in a lot of ways can keep you going when you feel like you want to give up, when you feel mm. frustrated, when you feel like yeah. this is not working, like go back to that place, you know, go back to your first love. It's <laughs> and, so true. Um, it's so true. Yeah. 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 So I know for me personally, those, those times in ministry that I'm discouraged, that's mm. what I go back to is for me, it's my, yeah. my call. Nice. I say, Hey, I believe this is what God's called me to. I'm going to be that's faithful right. to that. That's right. That's right. As you understand it in, in, um, tell me if I'm misunderstanding here, but okay. is this, is this something that you find people have within themselves or is it something they need to be nurtured or it's something they need to draw from elsewhere? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, honestly, I think it could be both. And okay. Yeah, I think it can be both. And I mean, I think that we can be inspired by past victories in our own life, things mm-hmm. that we've accomplished Um, relationships that we've kept through the years that give us hope, you know, 
Um, and I think we can be inspired by things beyond ourselves. Of course, you know, God and those things we call holy, um, but also people and, like I said before, places and other experiences that we, that we may have had. Yeah. Yeah. Great. How do you help people kind of explore beyond what they've previously known? I think that's, for me at least, that's one of the, the biggest challenges as a leader or a coach to help people kind of see beyond what they've known. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it starts with being clear about where you are. And so one of my favorite, and I probably have several favorites, but like one of my favorite stories um, is uh, Matthew 14, when Peter walks on water uh-huh. um, in the storm, in the, in the early morning. And um, it's something about that moment where it, it wasn't just that stepping out, you know, walking on water would obviously defy everything that they <laughs> knew about water. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just that, you know, this storm was scary, but it was that I am in this safe and secure place, something that I know, something that is familiar, something that all my friends are with me in. Mm-hmm. I am here. I know where, but when, but when Jesus comes out onto the water and says, you know, hey, you know, don't be afraid, you know. And Peter is like, hold on. If it be you, bid me to come. I believe right before he had, he uttered those words, he had to have imagined himself, what if I could walk on water? Huh? What if I could step out and do something different. What if, and I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to ask the what if, and Mm. then to follow through. Yeah. That's, that's some good stuff, folks. That's some good (laughs) stuff. Thank you, Dillis Lynn. Mm -hmm. So the being clear about where you are, it's, it's like me, like if you're coaching me, it's mm-hmm. me being clear about where I am and then saying, hey, yeah. where do I want to go to? Or we're thinking about where I am now, where might I go to? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I've always encouraged, so every year in January, I, I've, oh, it's probably been, next year will be 10 years, I've led wow. a 21-day My Vision Fast. And wow. so we do 21 days of just focusing on, you know, on vision, really. Uh What is God's vision for your life in this season? And one of the questions I always ask is, what is your next right step? Wow. Yeah. Not 10 steps down the road, Mm -hmm. not, you know, three years from now, but what is the first step that you must take in to, to realize your future? to realize your dreams. That might be a phone call. That first step might be an yeah. email. That first step might be, you know, let me take a nap, honey. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the way you say that like, as just a little thing because I think yeah. when when we think about big projects and big goals and big dreams, it's the, the bigness of it, at least for me, that yes. 
can scare me. And if we break it down to these, like, hey, let's take one step. One step. That's great. Well, yeah. let's shift gears and, and okay. I can see why you're doing such a great, why you, you've come into this role. So as I mentioned from the top, uh, Reverend Dr. DeLeslin Kennebrew is working with the Kansas City region of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. We're both uh, clergy in this Christian Church Disciples of Christ. And she's working as the regional minister for new and transforming churches. And I'd love to hear what kind of compelled you to take this position. So when I read the job description, um, it really wasn't extensive. Mm-hmm. But when I read it, I just felt like this is something I can do because I love to dream. Mm. And I love to encourage others to dream. Yeah. And I love to inspire others to, you know, um, and I take joy in seeing people realize their dreams. And so um, when you think about new churches and church planters and people who are trying to figure, like, I know God called me. I may not know the next step, or maybe I do know the next step, but I just need that extra support, that extra coaching. Um, Or you have churches, existing congregations who need to walk through that transformation process, and they're trying to figure out, we don't know, how do we transform this church that has been in existence 20 years, 50 years, 100 years? Um, So for me, it really was the first piece is um, living into, you know, helping leaders to lead the church well, mm-hmm. um, is it with the church planters piece, you know, because I'm yep. definitely, I'm clear, I am more passionate about church leaders leading well. Yeah. Um, and because if you, you can plant churches all day long, but then be back crazy in your mind, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because yeah. you have not taken the time to develop yourself, to develop yep. solid relationships, to take care of yourself, um, to hone in on certain skills that might be helpful for you in the process on the journey um and then at the same time um another thing that compelled me to take the position was just just the idea that there are so many churches that close every every day every day (laughs) every day literally churches are closing like around the world and um what can we do to have the type of conversation to help churches renew their hope for their future Mm. i love what you say about um and as i hear investing in leaders Mm -hmm. because i think I don't know about you, but for me at least, as I have been formed in the ministry, maybe it's just from my my days, my youth as a as a Baptist, it was this idea of kind of giving it all you've got till there's nothing left. Mm. And it's almost like ministering from a deficit. Mm. And this mm. idea of kind of building yourself up and becoming the best leader you can be is a total mm. switch. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm hearing you wrong, but that's a, as I understand it. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think that there are um, leaders who um, can give and give and give, but they don't take the time to feel, to feel, to feel f-i-l-l you know fill their life with prayer Mm -hmm. fill their life with scripture fill their life with joy 
fill their life with love. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they end up leading from this, you know, this empty place. Um, the other thing is, I think that sometimes, um, <laughs> I don't believe that just because you call to preach, you call the pastor. Whoa. And so, <laughs> yeah, come on. And so I think a lot of times people are just out of place in the kingdom. Wow. You know, we are the body of Christ, but people, some people feel like they got to, you know, feel a certain role because they, you know, they have a certain gifting. Uh Um, But that may not be their role. That may not be where you need to be. And so if we would all just figure out where our part is in the body, Mm. then we really can experience the fullness of what it means to be the body of Christ. That's good. That's good. I want to go back to too, if I can. Okay. Your idea of dreaming and encouraging people to dream. Because yeah. I think that's one of the, I think churches, I mean, any organization, institution and mm-hmm. family relationship, mm-hmm. whatever can get stuck. Yes. And yes. I hear you kind of saying like you help people dream beyond their kind of immediate stuckness. Yeah. So I think about one of the, one of the things that I think about <laughs> another favorite story. <laughs> and um, I don't know what her circumstance was, you know, the exact details of her life and her history when the angel came to visit Mary, who we now know as the mother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. But what I do know is when that angel spoke to her, her imagination for what her life could be broadened. Whoa. That'll preach. That'll preach. I don't think she thought, oh, when I grow up, my son will be the savior of the world. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's something she thought about, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> much like there are pastors who never thought that, oh my God, God is calling me to preach and the mm-hmm. pastor, you know, um, or other people who grew up in, you know, unfortunate um, circumstances and end up being, um, very successful is, you know, as teachers or doctors or engineers or store managers or what have you, you yeah. know, there are people who, who did not grow up thinking that, oh, I can actually be this one day until, you know, something happens, you know, um, like the old hymn says, something happens and now I know. Yeah, he I haven't heard me. that hymn in a while. And he made me whole, you know, God touches our lives in magnificent, sometimes very subtle ways. Sometimes they make, you know, just very bold ways as well. Um, And and so I think that um, when we when we have those moments, those moments have the possibility of broadening our imagination of who we, who we, how we see ourselves and Mm. how we can influence this world for God and how we can be, um, you know, salt and light in the earth um, and, and, and let our light shine. I mean, I think that sometimes we try to put on this little false humility 
you know, and this woe is me and this, you know, all these things that, you know, try to keep, oh, you know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a forefront. I'm, I like to stay in the background, yeah. you know, oh, I, I don't need my name in lights and I don't, you know, don't put my name on the program, you know, you, <laughs> and, you know, don't, uh-uh, just call me Bob, you know, I know I got a doctor, but, you know, you don't have to call me doctor, but just call me Bob, call me Sally, you know, call me Keisha, you know, um, but but the reality of it is th- there is nothing wrong with being a great witness on behalf of our God, mm-hmm. on behalf of our Savior. Um, I don't remember, you know, there were times where Jesus told the people, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't tell folks what I've done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then but there was purpose in that because he knew like the the repercussions for that but it wasn't because he was denying that he was a savior Mm -hmm. it wasn't that at all (laughs) jesus never decided denied himself uh his identity as the messiah his identity as a savior his identity as the son of god and the son of man Mm -hmm. jesus never denied the fullness of his identity and i think way too often we deny the fullness of our identity in God, the fullness of our identity in in and of ourselves and our own giftedness and things like that. And then we wonder why we stuck. Wow. We wonder why we stuck. We wonder why things aren't moving. We wonder why our relationships are falling apart, you know, um, and that and that kind of thing. Because I think, you know, too many times we are in denial. Okay. Yeah. Go. What does that look like? I was gonna ask. Like, what does it look like yeah. for us to be in denial? I think you know. You decide not to go to class. Uh huh. You decide not to ask that person out for a date. Oh. You decide not to switch the program up. Wow. That's been in place for twenty years. You decide not to. Um, invest in um, your own business or what have you. You decide um, not to um, do, you know, things. And it could be, li- it could be little things. A lot of times that's how it manifests itself in little, in little, little ways, things mm. that you decide not to do um, because um, you are in denial of the fullness of all that is within you, you wow. know, or, you know, you, you, some people say it's fear. You know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you're scared to do that. Um, but you know, sometimes I think it's really you're just in denial. You you say it's fear because that's popular to say. Yeah. Ooh, I'm just scared. Oh, I'm just nervous. Everybody can identify with fear. Yeah. But nobody will say, I, no, I'm denying and I'm doubting my self worth. I'm doubting who God is. Who's gonna name that? Whoa. So so if I'm hearing you right, it's it's you're doubting yourself and then you're kind of doubting what God can do through you. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And we've all been there. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We've all been there. You yeah. know? Yep. And we, had, I mean, it's in the text, you know, 
who who am I? Did, you know, Moses was like, uh-uh, yep. I can't go up to them, that Pharaoh. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. God, uh-uh. <laughs> yep. I ain't doing all that. I got this stuttering problem. I'm old. You know, I, them people don't like me. They know what I did. They know my history. Yep. Uh-uh, I don't know about all that. Uh-uh. And, and, then, I, and, and I got to yeah. imagine... Like this isn't just an individual problem. Like yeah. this happens in in communities and churches. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. So individually and communally, yeah. we can deny God and deny mm-hmm. ourselves and deny our next step and deny our future because we don't believe because mm. we don't want to step out on faith. You know. Yeah. But we preach good on Sunday now. <laughs> yeah. Folks are preaching real good. I mean, you preach so good on Sunday. You're telling me about all this your love. And mm-hmm. you're telling me about how God is just so forgiving. And you're telling me about how God put the rainbow in the sky. And all this. This is so wonderful. Wonderful. We sing hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. And then we come down from the mountain yeah, and do nothing with it. Yeah. You know, no. So we may do a few good work because that's the, the other thing I'll see. You know, people will start, you know, well, I'm at least do this. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, I'm going to do some, I'm going to volunteer here. You know, I'm going to volunteer there because it makes us feel good. And that's right. easy. It's easy. Yeah. But. You know, you stand at you know in in the in the quiet of the of the midnight hour when mm-hmm. you all alone, and your pillow is full of tears mm-hmm. because you know you should have spent your time doing something different and something more. Wow. Yeah, and I I know for individuals, and I can imagine for there's churches who probably have done the same kind of soul searching within themselves as what mm-hmm. could have been. Yeah. 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 Well, tell tell me if you would like again where you're working in here in this context in the Kansas City area, what what is really what really excites you about these churches? What do you see as some opportunities, gifts, that kind of thing about the ministry for them? Yeah. So I am excited that there are particularly, I would say in in this region, um, and I would hope across other regions yeah. or you know, other yeah. churches, that there is just this openness um in a lot of places, not all, mm-hmm. but there is there are a lot of people who are open and who want something different, who want something new, who want something innovative. They may not know exactly what they want, right. but they want something more. Yeah. <laughs> and so um so I'm kind of sensing that right now. And um so that's exciting, that's encouraging. And um one of the things I'll share this with you, uh, this is probably six months ago, maybe longer than that now, because mm-hmm. we in June, because it was definitely last year. It feels so, like it's, um, it feels like I know, longer. right? I'm like, we in June. <laughs> so it was way more than six months ago. But I remember having this conversation and um, with my regional minister, and I just shared, I said, you know what, Pastor? I said, the work that I'm doing is a slow work. Yeah. 
Church planting is a slow work. Yeah. Transformation is a slow work. Like I'm used to when you serve in a local church, you can get a quick win just by having church on Sunday. Yeah. Everything may not have been perfect, but you got your sermon out. The mics mm-hmm. were working. You know what I mean? These days, the, the Facebook Live was working. <laughs> <laughs> That's a win these days. You know, <laughs> Zoom didn't crash, yep. you know, and those kinds of things. Um, over have you. So you can get a quick win. But when you're doing this work of planting churches and nurturing church planters, it is a slow work. Oh, because so and, and and I'm clear that I may not even see the fruit of yeah. this work for another three to five years, and I may not even be here. That's so good. And I may it, never see it. That really speaks, you know. What is it? Paul planted. Paul planted. Yes. Paul watered. God mm-hmm. gave the increase. Like that's, that's right. So good, and I think that's so that's important. Right. Remembers just yeah. because we're not seeing the fruits of the seeds we're planting doesn't mean something's not growing that's right that's right i learned that a long time ago i i I, I applied that thought to the sermons that i preach i never preach thinking that yeah my word is the word Mm -hmm. you know what i mean my word is a word um among countless and infinite number of words that have gone forth before and that will go forth after me yeah. Sometimes when I preach, I plant. Sometimes when I preach, I water. And sometimes after I preach, the Lord will choose to give increase in the way the Lord chooses to do so in ways that I may never see. Well, it takes some humility to have that kind of attitude, doesn't it, too? Yeah, well, I mean, my preacher professor, Reverend Dr. Teresa Fry Brown at Emory University, Kansas School of Theology, she used to always tell us we preach with congregations Mm. you don't preach to congregations you don't preach at congregations Uh you preach with you are a voice among voices well this is this has been great um let's take a break and we'll come back with some closing questions All right, we're back with Deleslin Kennebrew. All right, uh, Deleslin, you can take these closing questions as seriously or not as you'd like to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're Pope for a day or the equivalent, uh, what's your big move? Ah, uh, Pope for a day. If I was Pope for a day and I had this, Um, the power mm-hmm. and the resources everybody would eat everybody would eat everybody would eat that's some pretty good ministry in one day hard to beat that everybody would eat that's I cool. um, when my cousins go off to my younger cousins go off to college I always tell them don't y'all be out there hungry I may not be able to pay for your books Mm-hmm. I may not be able to <laughs> pay your tuition, yeah. Yeah. but you can call your big cousin for a meal. That's everybody, great. Everybody, everybody. That's great. 
yeah, we could go into that and say we could solve this tomorrow if we really wanted to. And and and, and let that truth be known on this podcast. Tell them, yeah. tell them, tell them. <laughs> say it again, as they say, for the people in the back. <laughs> I want to steal your thunder. <laughs> if there was a theologian or historical Christian figure you'd want to meet or bring back to life, who would it be? Oh, Simone Vey. Okay. Um, she is um, a writer that I was introduced to while in seminary who really inspires me to write. Um, I think so many times, um, not apart from just her content, but just the practice of writing. Hmm. Um, I think so many times we think, oh my goodness, I have to research this and research that and research yeah. this and research that. But, um, and then we, we don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I, I she um, was, when you read her, there's not a whole, I mean, she's not referencing the scholars of her day, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I think about even when we read some of those um texts that um we we go to now, like Bart and people like that, they weren't mm-hmm. necessarily referencing a lot of history. Oh, this person said this, so let me add this as a quote or what have you. Yeah. It really was, I believe, the inspiration that comes from deep devotion Hmm. you know and communion with the almighty and uh, people a lot of people can't write like that um or don't write like that because they don't have the devotion um Hmm. i believe that it takes to really engage and be inspired by the holy spirit um because i mean honestly so like part of the one of the things that um i write about even in my doctoral work um like the title was this 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 shall be recorded and the whole idea is that i i really do believe that the word of god is living because we serve a living god mm-hmm. and i do not believe that all the words that god has spoken um are contained in the text yeah i believe god is still speaking and mm-hmm. god was speaking even beyond before and beyond the text and so yeah. um so when i read people like her um i am inspired because um she wrote what she thought period mm-hmm. as inspired by god you know just like bart wrote what he wrote yeah. as inspired by god just like dr martin Luther king wrote what he wrote as inspired by god just like i believe bell hooks right what she write as inspired <laughs> by god you mm-hmm. know so i think that um i think sometimes while i do believe research can be a communal thing yeah. you know um, i also hope that people know that when you spend time with God in devotion um, and surrender to the moment, God can speak fresh word, fresh manna, rhema words to you and through you. That's great. That's great. Um, Tell me, 
you know, we were talking, in, I think you mentioned, or yes, you said Dr. King, um, thinking the first Martin Luther is kind of credited with the you know, people attached him kind of the Reformation, the biggest mm-hmm. change in 500 years with the printing press and all that. Phyllis Tickle and others have talked about our time and place as being kind of a similar pivotal shift. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, what do you recognize in our time and place that people will remember this kind of context for? Oh. I would definitely have to say technology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, because I think in my lifetime, I didn't grow up typing my papers on a laptop. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and look, y'all, I'm not that old. So don't be trying to age me or nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I, I didn't grow up typing my papers on a laptop. I was excited when we got a new electric typewriter. Mm-hmm. Oh, people don't remember those. I know. <laughs> you know? So I remember making the transition before email and yeah. to email and now texting, you know, and face now Facebook, you know, and those kinds of things. So Are you on TikTok or anything like that? I am not on TikTok, no TikTok. or Snapchat. Um yeah. but just uh your basic Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think in five hundred years Christianity will look like? I don't know. I, but I will say this is what I hope it will. Yeah, be. go ahead. I hope that it will look like the beloved community. Mm. I hope that there will be more Christians who embrace the idea that all are welcome to the table mm-hmm. as God has welcomed us. That's great. Well, this has been wonderful, and I really appreciate your time. Where can people find out more about you? Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Um, well, they can find me on Facebook. I am at my name, <laughs> not an alias, uh, Delesslyn Kennebrew, um, D-E-L-E-S-S-L-Y-N, Kennebrew, K-E-N-N-E. B-R-E-W. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn, same name, mm-hmm. Instagram, um, and Twitter is actually at Audra Sunshine, A-U-D-R-A Sunshine. Instagram is Audra Sunshine One. And um, and then just look old school email, you email. know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, I know, right? Dr. D A Kennebrew at gmail.com. D-R-D-A Kennebrew at gmail.com fabulous and they can also go to my website too spiritedconcepts.net yeah imagine that websites still work people <laughs> i know right i know right <laughs> oh back in the day when a website was the f- yeah i remember i was so excited just to have an email address when i was in 
I know. <laughs> I still have my very first email address. Now I don't use it. I use it for like junk. That's like a relic right there. It really is. Wow. It really is. Wow. <laughs> I think I honestly think it has like over ten thousand emails in it. Probably twenty thousand, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been so much fun. Uh, I really appreciate your time and uh, peace be with you. And also with you, Pastor. Thank you for um, this ministry and for creating opportunities for um, those you call to be um, to be witnesses um, as it relates to to, to the kingdom um, of God. Thank you for this platform. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Future Christian Podcast. To learn more about Lauren or the podcast, visit future-christian.com. But hey, before you go, do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. It really helps us get the word out to more people. Thanks, and go in peace.